Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on a Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cookie tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of our great sport. Here is what you're going to hear today. Uh, This is for our national listeners. We're in studio, Wildfire Radio Studios. We are live in studio. So this show is going to focus on our listeners around the country. Let people know we're on the top floor. We're on the top floor, on on floor number 800 of the Wildfire (laughs) Radio Studios. Uh, Today is for our national listeners. If you're listening across the country, we just had our first listeners from Albuquerque, New Mexico, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Things going to be pretty slow in Albuquerque if you're turning (laughs) on this show. We love you, Albuquerque. (laughs) We do love you, Albuquerque. And I have friends that that live there, so maybe, you know. Oh, maybe. Maybe it's them. We got to do uh, a review of uh, Los Pollos Hermanos, which is <laughs> Breaking Bad. Oh, that would be so, so happy. So let's tell everyone what they're going to hear. We're going to talk about Restaurant Week in your neighborhood. Uh, we're going to encourage you to try out your Restaurant Week. That's going to be with Amaris Pollock. Uh, she is going to do a segment one. John Cole is going to do segment two. I am. Segment three will be my Philly <laughs> dish. And then we're going to talk about a lot of stuff uh, during my Philly dish. Uh, don't forget Matt's beer segment. We're getting a lot of positive response. We're going to have our beer segment in segment three. Who's not positive about beer, man? Come on now. It's we beer. have beer in front of us right now. <laughs> and, then, and then Jim Hassan. Uh, today, if you're planning a party for the Super Bowl, the guys are going to show you and teach you what to do uh, for your Super Bowl party to make sure it is a huge success. Yeah, uh, Jim and I are going to tag team a little bit in our two segments and sort of, you know, like let people know that. Get a reservation at your nearest <laughs> <laughs> and we are going to uh, talk about the Super Bowl today, uh, Super Bowl party, our next show from the Wildfire Radio Studios. We have decided to move it from Super Bowl Sunday to February 9th. So yeah, we will because not be both here. of the people that listen to this podcast <laughs> will be watching the Super Bowl. I <laughs> wouldn't have been here. I know that. So <laughs> let's hit the show off with our restaurant week uh, with uh, our co-host, Amaris Pollock. Well, um, so as you know, Restaurant Week is a big thing that's in major, major cities, um, and it's becoming actually more popular the longer that it lasts, and I don't think it's ever going to go away. Sorry for the people who work in the actual restaurants, (laughs) because... It brings out a lot of people. Um, it's where you, for a set price, go and eat a you know three course meal is usually your base. Um, some restaurants have lunch uh, menus as well, and then dinner menus sometimes coincide with an, a specialty cocktail hour. But Philly right now has theirs running, and so I looked it up, and there's numerous cities that, all, in addition to. Fi- Philly have their restaurant week as well. I looked up New York has one right now and um, Kansas City, Missouri, Texas has some that are coinciding. Um, And you just you get to sit down and try out restaurants that normally you wouldn't be able to you know, sit down and if you're budget friendly, like I, I have to go at a set budget. So for me, restaurant week is key because as as you know, It's, you know, sometimes expensive to go out to eat, especially if you're going to feed numerous people. If you have, you know, two people to four people, like a family of four, it's saving you a lot of money because for 20 bucks at lunch or $35 for dinner, you know, that's that's a good price. And you get options on the menu that 
um, is on their typical menu. Sometimes they'll throw in something special. But normally it's something, you know, selections from their their appetizers, main courses, and their desserts. So for me, um, I I usually choose a restaurant that would... Sorry, I'm ca- I might cough. I'm going to warn you because I just got over a cold. Um, so to the listeners, if I, you two hear that, I apologize. Here for the encounter suit. It's fine. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> so um, I, I typically pick, uh, you know, like there is a restaurant, Del Frisco's Grill, that had, they have a, a couple of uh, locations. Um, I'm looking at that for one of my, my places to go out to eat. And, you know, it's nice. It's a steakhouse. They offer seafood. And the prices on their normal menu are rather pricey, for me at least. So for me, it's a great, you know, a great time, restaurant week, um, to go out and just expand my options as far as where I can go. Um, I'm sure that the rest of you out there have restaurants on your list of, of places you'd like to, to look up and try out. But, you know, just because of budgeting or because of situations, like, you can't go. But, you know, if you look up online on your local government or um, on city uh, citywide sites, like, you can actually find sometimes if there's a special restaurant week in your area and the communities also have started to latch on to this and this concept um at Haddon Heights for example they're actually considering doing a specialty restaurant week um they probably should I mean if you've been down there uh it, 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 not only is the environment, you kind of want to have the right environment for it, but you really need to have the variety of restaurants. If you've only got like three different re- decent restaurants in town, it's more like restaurant day. You know what <laughs> I mean? But a place like Hatton Heights has got a, a ton of, you know, like uh, heavy hitter restaurants, I would cons- I would call. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially on places, areas that are expanding and in, in what their, you know, what their options are, um, it would be ideal, an ideal situation. Well, you mentioned Kansas City. Uh, yes. Kansas City is a town that 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I was in Kansas City, it was probably the biggest small town I'd ever been into in my life. Uh, They just were, you know, they had what was going on in town, and they didn't really care about anything else. Um, Buddy of mine was over there maybe a year ago, stayed at the same hotel. I mean, there's like an Indonesian restaurant down the street. They've kind of opened up as a foodie town. So I can only imagine what their restaurant week would have been when I was in town, probably 11 or 12 years ago, actually. Probably very barbecue, very heavy, very Midwest cuisine heavy. Now I understand there's a bunch of uh, like Food Network celebrity types that are opening restaurants in places like Kansas City where we'll say they're underserved by a variety of cuisine. And I get it. You know, Kansas City's barbecue territory. Yeah. But, you know, people get excited. Like you said, Restaurant Week is where you want to try something you haven't had before. I believe you live in KC. You've had a fair amount of barbecue. <laughs> and, you know, and that's just the, that's the point is it gives you that option of, of expanding what you're going to be able to try out. Um, and based on different areas, you you might get a different selection or way to experience the restaurant week. Like some of the cities that I saw, they actually had uh, a large con- um, a large venue where they just had all the restaurants uh, come to 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 
offer their their fare. Yeah, and um, so you would pay for a price to go in and just try all of the restaurants, but it lasts for a week long. And then there's places like, um, I think it was in New York where they do the community one, and for you buy a ticket online at Eventbrite or yeah, Eventbrite, and yeah. then for two dollars you get to go to all of the participating restaurants, and they actually offer shopping too. Um, oh, Providence, Rhode Island does that too. You kind of get a pass, yeah, and it, it, like part of it's a donation or whatever, and then you can go when they're shopping and events. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the ladies there painting the little kid faces and whatever, and then you get to try all these different restaurants. The yeah, things like you said, you just don't, you know. That you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't normally be able to experience. So it's something that, you know, if you if you just do even just a small amount of legwork and research restaurant week and then your town, you can probably find something in the select area that could offer that, you know, and typically they offer it at least twice a year um, for each location. So all you would really need to do is just look up like restaurant week in your area and then on top of that certain restaurants saw that the revenue and whatnot that you can get from offering up these specialty prices and specialty menus brings in that that amount of people that you might want to spike up how many you know well playing off your point jim because we actually have Jim Hassan here who kind of cosplays as a cook, I guess. <laughs> but, no, Jim works at a number of places, uh, at, you know, almost simultaneously. Um, do you see what she's talking about where you have restaurant week and then the restaurants sort of benefit? Yeah, I mean, that's there, there's basically two reasons restaurants want to do restaurant week. And one is it's if you if you look at it, it's always at a time when it's slow to begin with. So like after the holidays now, like it's a slow time in January. And like Philly is like the middle you know, of the summer, right? We're kind of close that to Philly too, here, yeah, so. yeah, that too. Yeah, that's it. Until everybody's until, down the shore. Until Valentine's Day, the restaurants are pretty slow. So we want you want to like you know, get interest and get people in the restaurants. And also you want to, the, the, the second reason is you want to get people who don't normally come out to come out and then maybe, you know, they, they enjoy themselves enough that they would come out more often in, in times other than restaurant week. So those are the two, you know, main reasons to even But you made a good it. point on one of our other shows. You said... My, I'm going to try the restaurant, but you asked me, did I go back? And I said, no. And that's, yeah, and I think a lot of people but take advantage of it point. and then don't go back again. But the, you're, you're talking about percentages, too. You yeah. want to get, you're not going to get 100% of the people that come out for right, restaurant. I, but, I, but even if you can get a couple, per, you know, a couple people to come back, that's, that's enough. Right, it's better than nothing. It's right. better than nothing, ahead, yeah. It is better than nothing. And, you know, I, or you can go to it and highly enjoy it and possibly not be able to get back to it. But then word of mouth, you know, you're going to, you're going to tell your friends and, and everyone that you know, like, hey, I had a great experience at this restaurant. Like, I love um, Le Bistro, Le, sorry, Bistro La Manette, which mm-hmm. is a French restaurant that's um, in South, like off of South Street. And it's, I loved it. I hadn't had French food in a very long time or French, I should say, cuisine in a very long time. And so I kind of wanted to experience that again in adulthood. And so I went there and had escargot, which was wonderful. And I believe the rabbit. um, And I mean, just everything across the board 
the dessert and then they brought you um, as a treat, like these specialty chocolates, you know, as a thank you. So you can find things like that and just find these experiences. And then even if you can't go back, you can tell people, hey, this was a very enjoyable experience. I mean, social media is a definite plus now that you can can spread the word. I don't know. What did we do before social media? It was literally (laughs) word of mouth. You you maybe got five people. People. We chipped messages in the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, I hate to say it, but that's when, and I have a, a love-hate relationship <laughs> with these people and that they absolutely love to hate me, but that's when food critics mm. and culinary journalists, very much put in quotes, um, that was their heyday. Right. You know, these were people that were sort of making and breaking restaurants. It very much mattered what they thought. And I know that there are people now that are going to be like, no, sh- they still matter. They still matter. Sure. Okay. Well, um, well, okay. Fine. But they um, matter to the people. Like they matter to the restaurants. Like, oh, say, Craig LeBon, like they're you know. Craig like, LeBon. Well, you know, someone he's like Craig, a friend, he's a friend of the show. So, someone like Craig LeBon, <laughs> I always give a pass to. Oh yeah, no, he was he, a guest on episode twelve. Go ahead. No, we're, we're, we weren't about to bash him. But no, yeah, I was. Yeah. I would never bash Craig. Believe he, me. He gets I'm like, here. I'm here if you want to bash me. Because no, <laughs> Craig gets like 19 bells. I've got zero right, problems right. with him. Um, but I think people. We, we're not going to get into it today, but. There's a little bit of sense of self-importance or whatever. Right. Um, these certain people, I'm going to take on Guy Fieri. No, you're not. <laughs> right, no, right, you're not. Right. I'm going to take on you Gordon no Ramsay. <laughs> hey, yeah, okay, you, you're you're going to lose. Hey, Gordon will stop counting his reported $150 million <laughs> to take on you right. writing for, you know, the Nowhereburg Gazette for about seven bucks an hour. That's true. Though. Good luck with that. You're fighting right. out of your weight. Right. Go ahead, Amherst. you got one more minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't even know where to go from here, just that I'm super excited that it's still restaurant week in Philly until the 24th. So you can still look up participating restaurants there, along with the other you know cities that, that I had mentioned before. I know that New York, I think, is um, going to be offering that restaurant week through various times from city city to city town to town and it and it's a great way for people to try out restaurants <laughs> that they normally wouldn't go to exactly and, and just use google exactly use google um if you if you do need to uh to check a review or whatever google does have reviewers absolutely um but also you are getting a great price and a great meal and an awesome experience during a week that normally wouldn't exist. Yep. So if you're like me and you're cheap and you're about to go to McDonald's, <laughs> maybe this week is the week to think about like maybe maybe I'll try should get online out. and check about instead of McDonald's doing something different. Or if you're a guy and you feel like taking a girl out on a date and you time. want to impress them, Now's yeah, the that's the time. Okay. You- Okay, yeah, and save some money while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, well, good, she'll be so impressed good, by your frugality. It's a good start. <laughs> so, Every chick friend I have is like, mm, I'm going to find me a man who opens his wallet twice a year. And, and a moth flies out. <laughs> and a moth flies out. No, but I mean, if I if I was taken out on a date to restaurant week, I would embrace it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. No, she's right, though. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it is a cool idea as a kind of like a social gather, a social lodestone for gathering, right? 
right? I think so. You can get your friends, uh, significant other, insignificant other, and, and say, hey, look, <laughs> it's restaurant week. You know, let's, let's go do something fun and different. And some upscale restaurants are participating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of that. Um, and it's everywhere, upscale. too. So. Yeah. Like, like, we must have mentioned, what, seven, eight different cities. Yeah, absolutely. So before we go to break, because we go to break at 5.15, <laughs> I just want to let everyone know from this show forward, I will be giving tips, uh, since we are dining on a dime, uh, tips on how to save money at restaurants and how to save money uh, while you're grocery shopping right before every break. So my first tip to how to save money at restaurants. Shoplift. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. To how to save money at restaurants is to order water with your meal instead of drinks and then drink at home. And there are a lot of people doing this and saving a ton of money. My tip for grocery shopping, go into your pantry, raid the pantry. Before you go grocery shopping, and you're going to be surprised at what was in the pantry that you did not know. All right, let's go to break. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. Okay, Kevin Wilson live at the Fairview with the owner, Fergie. Fairview is in Fairmount. Tell us about the Fairview. Uh, the Fairview is at 21st and Green, previously the home of the Belgian Cafe, which I also used to own. And now it's called the Fairview, a neighborhood gastro pub with American comfort food. And we have an amazing chef by the name of Chef Beth Fox. Wow. Okay. And that was the most amazing burger I've ever had. It was fantastic. You guys are looking. Talk about the cuisine. What kind of cuisine are you guys going to have? Well, I said American comfort food, she calls it. She... Um, she can cook anything, so there's a, there's a bit of everything on the menu, but she's, she does have a great twist on uh, vegan and vegetarian food. Uh, we have a chili cheeseburger empanada on the menu that is vegan that people don't believe is vegan. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that shrimp, out of sight. Uh, we've had everything here has been fantastic. What is going to be your star item? Is it the burger? Well, we, we would like to, we'd like people to come around for the burger regularly, but uh, like the, the vegan food would be, uh, we hope to. She has a, a very a massive following uh, on vegan uh, websites and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, we, we, we just want to be steak, vegan, whatever. I'll tell you what, Fergie's very busy. Opening night, 21st and Green, the Fairview. I want everyone to come on out. What do you want to say to our huge listening audience? Oh, come on by and say hello. Fergie's my name. I'm always around. Fergie, thank you so much. We're here with Corey Aversa, owner of Aversa PR. Uh, Corey, talk about Aversa PR is the hottest PR company in the entire state. Talk about it. Why, thank you. Thank you. I don't know about that, but we're on a roll lately. We have nine restaurants about to uh, Grand Open. We opened one last week, one tonight, seven more on the way, and literally just a couple weeks. And next week we open a uh, grand opening of Wonder Spaces in the Fashion District. So it was a crazy 2019, our biggest year ever. And 2020 in just a few weeks is already way bigger than this time last year, almost double. So it's pretty crazy. Uh, we're here at the Fairview 21st and Green. That burger is the best burger I've had. Food is delicious. Talk about the Fairview 21st and Green in Fairmount. I gotta say, I love the burger slider, but I totally didn't read the sign, and I had the chicken fried seitan slider, and I was like, that's the best burger I've ever had. So that was really good, too. Um, 
the chef, uh, Beth uh, Fox, she's a great vegan chef as well as cooks non-vegan food that's amazing. Um, but I gotta say, her green chili vegan cheeseburger and bananas are out of this world. So they're the dish to watch this year. And Fergie Carey's part of this. He's about to open the goat next week. So he's on a roll with two restaurants in two weeks in a row. So it's a pretty big deal. That is amazing. Fergie is one of the most popular restaurant owners in the city. Fergie's Pub, everyone knows, on Samsung. Uh, talk about Wonder Spaces, because that is a fascinating story in the fashion district. Uh, sure. Wonder Spaces is huge. They're making a huge investment. Their largest location in the country. 24,000 square feet gallery in the fashion district. And it's all interactive, amazing experiential art. Uh, 14 different pieces will open. The opening day is the 24th of January. And it's great for a winter activity, Valentine's. Um, and these are already uh, pieces already for Instagram, but they're real world art from around the globe that were brought here from everywhere from Sundance to Burning Man. They weren't made for Instagram, but they happen to be Instagrammable. And they're epic. They're literally going to blow your mind. And each and every one you can interact with. So I can't wait to introduce everyone to that next week. That is going to be exciting. And uh, I want to let everyone know we have a lot of restaurant owners that listen to our show. If you're looking for your services, how can they contact? Uh, sure. Corey with a K, K-O-R-Y, at aversapr.com. Or they can send me a DM on uh, Instagram, Corey Aversa, or AversaPR. Um, you know, or give me a call, 215-840-9216. Corey, thank you for being with us. Uh, do you want to say a little bit more about the GOAT? What is the GOAT? Sure, the GOAT will open one week after the Fairview today. Um, it's Fergie's other spot. It's where O'Shea's used to be in Rittenhouse Square, 19th and Samsung. And uh, we can't wait to introduce everyone to the food and drink over there. And that's going to be a great hot spot for lunch and for business people after work and for the neighbors. So I can't wait to tell you all about it when we uh, get there next week. Thank you very much. Kevin Wilson, Indie Philly Radio. Now back to the studio. Okay, what a great interview we did with Fergus Carey, the owner of the Fairview 21st and Green Street. Outstanding spot. He also owns Fergie's Pub, which I was everybody say, knows. Yeah. Fergie's Pub. And that, then, that Fairview, that's a little bit upscale for me, but Fergie's Pub, I'm aware of. And friend of our show, Corey Aversa, Aversa PR. John Cole, let's talk Super Bowl. Super Bowl is coming. What can I do? I'm having a party. What should I do? Well, <clears throat> and this is going to be my, and I've done this a couple of years now, Thanksgiving, holidays. This is a little bit of a public service announcement. Your heart might be in the right place, but if you don't have the chops to cook, please do me a favor. Super Bowl Sunday is not the time to try. Um, wherever you are in this country, there is going to be somewhere that will be more than happy to take some money from you, which let's be honest, if you were going to cook, you were going to spend it anyway. And they will take care of your people. They'll need to know how many people you have and what your budget is. And they'll try to get you a per-person price you can work with. Um, we've had people on this show locally, pretty well-known chefs, well-respected chefs like Chef Keisha. Um, <clears throat> she said, I don't care if you got $5 a person. 
Let me have it and I'll get something for you. And trust me, whatever she does is going to, her worst is going to beat your best. If Now, if you're a hobbyist, if you're a pro, if you're somewhere in the middle, then that's a different story. Uh, Jim will probably have some stuff to throw at you there too. But I always get this. Like, I've wanted to always do a Super Bowl party and now I'm going to do one. And I'm like, let me get you the number for a pizza place in your neighborhood because I know how this is going to go. It's raw turkey. It's, you know what I mean? Totino's pizza it's rolls. It's Totino's pizza rolls. And I'm no. not, I, I know, I never want to dampen anyone's like culinary flame, but, you know, there's not days to try this. Thanksgiving isn't the day for you to take the plastic wrap off your Gordon Ramsay cookbook. Uh, Christmas <laughs> Day is not the day for you to say, oh, I, I didn't realize I had Food Network all these years. Let me watch and see what they're doing. And the Super Bowl is another day. In this country, Super Bowl Sunday is a national holiday. I know me. Maybe some people might be offended by that. It's the truth, man. It just is. Um, I think the call-out rate on Monday was- after the Super Bowl is like the highest in the country by far. Airports talk about like their third, fourth busiest day of the year after the holidays is Super Bowl Monday. Um it's it's a national holiday, you know, de facto or de jure. I always get those mixed up. But don't, anyway. Don't they also call Did you want to say like, de jure now? <laughs> de jure now. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't they also call it Hangover Monday or something? They do call it Hangover Monday for the most obvious reasons. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would suggest, and I'll try to be as gentle and polite as I can. Why? Everybody, I know, right? Everybody loves free food. There are people in your life that you're feeding, and they're like, thank you, this is awesome, you should open a restaurant. No, you should not. <laughs> they're mean. grateful that they're not eating something out of a can. So they appreciate your mediocre baked chicken or whatever. Uh, first of all, don't throw that money into the restaurant industry, because that's a mistake. But second of all, you invite, if, you, if it's a couple of you sitting around eating chips and salsa, great. If you are inviting over, you know, Uncle Whoever, Aunt Lulu, all these people, next thing you know, there's 19 people in your two-room apartment. Let's be honest. You don't have the chops or the kitchen to make that work. There, I don't care where you are in this country. There will be a deli. There'll be a burger joint. There will be like a nicer restaurant even if you're saying, hey, you know, maybe I'm kind of fancy. You know, maybe it's a room full of doctors and lawyers and we don't do wings and burgers. Okay, fair enough. Um, I guarantee you, Shea Snooty in the up part of your neighborhood, if you go in there and say, hey, look, you know, we would like apartment, you know, we would like food sent to our deluxe apartment in the sky. They've got you covered. They'll, especially in a Super Bowl Sunday, not every place does catering all year, but on Super Bowl Sunday, I guarantee you if the place is open for business, then they are open for business. They will get you whatever you want. And I know I'm going to get the shots tomorrow on social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe you told me not to make my hot dog and bean casserole. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Because I'm thinking of not you, but the seven or eight, nine or the 10 other people that are going to leave your house and go, Franks and beans? You've got to be kidding me. Also, most plumbers aren't working Monday morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, and for years, we would get these photos. Um, I, I did a show years ago on NJN, and their website used to get these things on Monday where people were trying to do, like, lasagna with tortillas and little Vienna sausages. And I'm Why like, would- what? Are, oh, yeah. And they'd get, like, the box mac and cheese, and they'd throw, like, crab with a K in it. And, you know, then they were trying to – and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to really go hard for the Super Bowl. I'm like – 
<laughs> Those people are going hard for the bathroom or the door. Right. Trust me, what you want to do is is be honest with yourself, right? By the time you hear this, you know, it'll be Monday. Yeah. And you're going to have, what, two weeks roughly? Maybe 13 days? Two weeks to plan. Be honest with yourself. If you're inviting eight, nine, ten people over, that's ten mouths you have to feed. And it's not like you're just going to give them a piece of chicken on a plate and walk away. And for the person that was thinking of doing that, don't. <laughs> but I don't care if you go to a big box store the day before and they have and a big box stores are coast to coast, border to border. There will be some, you know, Mega Mart Co. for you that'll have 14 pounds of mac and cheese. And they will have nine chickens all in a blister pack cooked and ready to go. And you can pick that stuff up and just pop it in your oven the next day. That's that box thing with the numbers under the stovetop. <laughs> um, I was also going to say, you, you don't want to spend your entire day trying to run back and forth to the kitchen cooking. Yes. You want to have a fun day. You know, that the Super Bowl is meant to, like, celebrate. Yes. You know, it's true. cheer whoever team you're rooting for, whether or not your team is, you know, in the Super Bowl. You, I know you, you guys out there, you know, you'll still choose a team to root for. So find your team and cheer them on and just have fun. Don't, don't keep running into the kitchen. That's one of the other side of this PSA. For those of us that can cook, most of us have had the experience of what Amherst just talked about, a Super Bowl party, or I've seen about 90 seconds of the mm -hmm. game, or I've, list, I've watched it on a laptop in my kitchen as dishes 7 through 12 were coming out. 30, 35 people out on my deck, everybody waiting to eat. Sure, it's fun for them. It's great. Super Bowl Monday is called nap time Monday for me because, <laughs> you know, I'm done. I, I, I You want to... I guess management is the best way to put this, is you want to manage people's expectations and you want to manage your own. If you do decide to cook, you know, just like Thanksgiving, prep in advance. Exactly. So you can pop stuff in and out the oven. If you do have a small place, that doesn't mean you can't necessarily um, take care of it. Good friend of mine, she's been on Food Network, she's been on the Cooking Channel. Uh, she has, I believe, a YouTube show, uh, Tamara Reynolds. She has a show, it's been like Sunday night dinner in Astoria. She does not have a massive apartment. People who live in urban areas, unless they're millionaires, don't have huge dining rooms, huge kitchens, extra service space. They make it work. She's done some amazing spreads on Super Bowl Sunday. You can go on social media, different things, and find out what she does. And she talks about prepping, just like for Thanksgiving. You know the game is coming. They call it Super Bowl Sunday. Right. They're tipping you. I don't care if you call it sports ball. I don't care if your idea of sports is, you know, like Quidditch and Hogwarts. You know when the day is, right? So if you're having people come over... You know, d don't wake up Sunday morning, like stumble out of church at 11 and say, oh, game's on in a few hours. I better start cooking. Yeah. No, don't, don't, don't make it. Yeah, even if you yourself. consider it, uh, this is the commercial uh, hour, like when yeah. all the great commercials are on. <laughs> exactly. People watch, you know, um, there's, I guess, and people have said, and Jim will probably have some more particular hacks for people because, you know, he's doing way more day-to-day -day cooking than I am. Right. Um, but I'm going to give you this because I have not heard anyone mess this up. I came across this a few years ago. There have been people on social media who credit me for inventing this. I absolutely did not. Um, this has probably been out there. This was probably day one they invented the slow cooker. Day two, somebody did this. So that's easily 50 years ago. But 
everybody's got access to a slow cooker. Somebody across the hall in your apartment building, someone down the street, somebody's mom or grandma or aunt has one. Chances are you've got one and you don't use it. I have two and I use it frequently. It, um, what you probably want to do is this. If you're really determined, you know, like hell-bent for leather, like I'm going to cook. All right, I'm going to throw you an easy one, which you don't even need to write down. You just can download the podcast and listen to me say it again. You're going to take your, your slow cooker. Um, well, first run to the store. Grab a chuck roast, roughly about three pounds. If you don't know what a chuck roast is and you're listening to this show, <laughs> shut us off. Um, those of you that are still here, grab a chuck roast, about three pounds. You can get it at any Mega Mart, little deli, butcher shop. Everybody's got one. Then go and a couple aisles over, hit the preserved stuff, the condiment stuff, and grab yourself a jar of pepperoncini. Now, I know there are people that are going to say, oh, J. Colos aren't my neighborhood. Yeah, they are. Pepperoncinis are available nationwide. Again, I see all the big food chains are carrying them now. Um, they're usually packed in vinegar, and they're usually about 16, 18-ounce jars. Um, and get yourself some rolls. Maybe you like hard rolls, torpedo rolls, you know, potato rolls, whatever you like, and get out of the store. Because let's be honest, get out of the way so people who know what they're doing can cook. You get home, and let's just say it's Sunday morning. We know the game is going to come on 3, 4 o'clock. You've got six hours. Perfect. Grab that meat, take it out of the package, clean it off, throw all that stuff away. Make sure you wash your hands before and after. Hit it with a fistful of salt, fistful of pepper. Cut it into, let's say, six roughly equal pieces. Dump it in the slow cooker, right? Unscrew the pepperoncini. This is the part people always forget, so I'm going to say it real slowly and clearly. I want you to dump everything from that jar, please, into the slow cooker. Not just the pepperoncini. The liquid that it's packed into. Give it a little stir. Close the lid, turn it on high, and walk away. Don't peek. Don't look. A little bit of a leap of faith here, but trust me. I, you know, If you're listening to this show, you know I, I don't steer people Put the people sticker wrong. on the jar in there, too. Put the <laughs> st <laughs> um, and walk away. About 3 o'clock, you are going to get some pretty tasty shredded beef. Nice. Um, I've had people do this with a few other meats. I think it works best with beef. Hey, you want to roll with pork? You want to roll with lamb? I would probably cook it about an, what, Jim, like maybe an hour less than beef. Yeah, um, yeah. And you shred it with a couple forks. You throw it on a roll. You get yourself like a tablespoon of now it's jus, not just vinegar. You put it on the roll. Maybe you want cheese. Maybe you want whatever. That's up to you. Um, it's simple. It's easy. You can run out to the kitchen, grab it on, you know, first down when they're doing measurements, when they go to the commercial breaks, and you sit right back down. And this beef sandwich goes with everything. It's spicy. It's zesty. Um, and it's easy. It's literally nice. four or five steps. There's no part of this country that doesn't have those ingredients, especially if maybe instead of going Sunday morning, you go Wednesday evening. Nice. You know what I mean? And it's it's flavorful. I must have honestly had 20 different people do this over the years in the different shows and podcasts I've done. Nobody has come to me and said, this is terrible. I burned it. My crock pot blew up. None of that stuff happens. It's it's pretty foolproof. Jim is going to have some better stuff. Yeah, he'll have it in bit. segment four, but we're about to go to break. Here's my tip for people eating out at restaurants, save some money, go at lunchtime. Uh, Capitol Grill right now has a lunchtime burger. Still allows you to experience the ambiance of the restaurant. Still experience the service. 
But you're paying 21 bucks for a burger well, instead of paying. I'm still thinking about that Steak 38 <laughs> burger. <laughs> yeah, steak right. 38 yeah, burger. We've terrific. talked about that. But even um, nationwide, you talked about yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Heading over. No, but I mean, you talked about this, I think, maybe like third, fourth episode we did. Right. If you don't have the cash or time to invest on a whole dinner, Kev is telling you to go to lunch. Sometimes you're at the bar. Sometimes only part of the dining room is open. Yep. But you get the whiff. You get the vibe of the you, restaurant. You get the feel of it. For, and you know whether it's for, for you or not. Price, right? A lot of restaurants have lunch specials. Like yeah, Han yeah. Dynasty Absolutely. and all those. Like they, they've. Uh, but go for you, the lunch around special. the country, you can go to some fine dining places for a lot less at lunchtime. Austin, you go down Congress Street yep. and all these places that are intimidating. You know, all these steak joints I know are very expensive. Yeah. Austin is a town where people have money. However, if you roll in there at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, you can get burgers made from steak trimmings, like our friends over at Steak 38. Right. Burger, <laughs> glass of beers, 10 bucks. And, and my tip for uh, shopping, grocery shopping, is just pay with cash. Don't bring your credit card. Just bring cash, and you'll spend less. That's good sense. That, that, I mean? That's good common sense. So let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to do the My Philly Dish and then go to the beer segment. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at diningonadime at yahoo.com. Kevin Wilson here from Dining on a Dime with this week's edition of My Philly Dish on Indie Philly Radio, your source for the latest food and beverage news and events in and around the Philadelphia region. The new year in Philadelphia has arrived with its fair share of brand new openings, including the Fairview at 601 North 21st Street, the Bodega Bar and Kitchen at 1223 Walnut Street, and Marriott Philadelphia Old City, just to name a few. Visitors to the Rothman Orthopedics Ice Rink can ice skate for free throughout the month of February, courtesy of Capital One. Free in February is presented by Capital One, begins on Saturday, February 1st, and runs through Sunday, February 23rd, when the ice rink closes for the winter season. And finally, ditch that New Year's resolution day. Burger Fi has just announced the launch of a new decadent shake debuting Monday, January 20th, called the Frozen Hot Chocolate Shake. The newest sweet treat will feature thick, creamy chocolate custard made with chocolate and toasted marshmallows and will be available for a limited time through February 16th. Okay, and we had that interview from the Fairview with Fergus Carey, the owner, and uh, Coria Versa. Uh, now we are... Talking about the Super Bowl. So if you're listening today, you're uh, you're listening about great tips from the Super Bowl. John, your tip for the beef was amazing. And it's it you know what? I, I'm I'm certainly not gonna tell people it's the greatest thing they're ever gonna have, but it works. And there are people that no matter what you tell them, they're gonna want to cook anyway. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So this is something they can do. It's affordable. That's the other thing. Price point is let's be honest, chuck roast the thing, you're probably gonna be out of there at about ten bucks. Right. Exactly. And Jim, what about you? What do you think we should throw together to get a quick Super Bowl uh, meal while we're waiting on uh, the beer segment? I mean, there's there, there's there's plenty of things. Um, something I'll talk about in my my segment 
um, is pull pork, which uh, is very easy to do. Uh, you don't need a. You, you could use a slow cooker, or you could just use your oven at a low temperature to go slow and low. Thank you, Jim. Now on the phone <laughs> with the magic of radio. You know what goes really well with pulled pork? Beer. beer. That's beer. what goes really well with pulled pork. <laughs> Matt, how are you? We're very excited for your beer segment. What's up, buddy? Go ahead. Hi. How you guys doing today? So last time I talked a little bit uh, about some of the beer trends uh, coming forward to us uh, in 2020. But also today I want to remark on another one. It is actually not beer at all. But in fact, it is hard seltzer. I know back we uh, met a couple months ago at the Evil Genius seltzer release party. Well, it seems that that trend is just going to keep going and going. Uh, from the beer industry itself, hard seltzer has already taken about 4 to 5% of the market share. And it looks like it is not slowing down uh, at all. So that is going to be something that you're going to see uh, a lot of Philly craft breweries, especially uh, that get to be a bigger size, like the Evil Geniuses, uh, sort of start to incorporate uh, into their programs. I know over in Jersey, uh, Forgotten Boardwalk has already launched their hard seltzers. And even here uh, at Zed's, where I am right now, uh, we've started uh, doing it as well. So that is going to be something that comes on the horizon uh, very, very soon. And another one is going to be going from the other extreme, because we've had about as hoppy and as bitter as you can get with some beers, to the reverse. Uh, you saw Yards release uh, their Loyal Lager uh, recently. That is something that a lot of other breweries in the Philly area and in the Hudson Valley area uh, that are going to be doing real soon. They're going to be releasing lighter beers, uh, more conventional styles that people may be familiar with, partially to combat you know, losing out on the seltzer game, but also because that's just the way that trends go. They swing from one extreme to the other, and loggers are on the far end, about as far away as you can get from the ultra-hoppy uh, IPAs. Now, in terms of checking out things uh, in Philly, I do want to give a shout-out to not just the breweries, but the regular uh, bars in Philly, because they do a great job uh, of incorporating uh, Philadelphia beer and local craft breweries into uh, their tap lines and getting really as much local flavor as they can sort of into the market there. So if you're not exactly a brewery person, you can go to your favorite bars in Philly and you can probably try some of the best craft beer that they have. And then maybe you can be tempted to go into the breweries. But it's a really good place to start uh, in terms of just the regular Philly bars. Now, another thing that I wanted to touch on for this week is uh, resolutions, right? Because it is maybe a little late in the month. Maybe you might be struggling or you're like me and you're starting your resolutions 
more on the side of the Lunar New Year because you've given yourself uh, a couple weeks to sort of adjust, maybe put a little small dent in your habits. Now, I'm not going to advocate giving up drinking. I can't do <laughs> You're that the myself. beer guy. You can't. <laughs> Cut his mic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt. But I will say another, another one of the new trends uh, in the craft beer world is actually craft non-alcoholic beer. I know you've seen the commercials for like a, a Heineken double zeros. They've got the guy sitting in the car and he points to his beer and he's like, oh, look, no alcohol. He'll get his parking ticket anyway. But these are hand-brewed sort of craft non-alcoholic beverages. It'll mimic the taste and the mouthfeel of, say, your favorite IPA or your favorite pale ale. But it's going to clock in at that low, low 0.0 sort of uh, percentage. That's a a good tip, Matt. That's a great tip. We're We're actually running behind. Go ahead. Go ahead, Matt. No, I've just uh, that might be something that people want to keep in mind because I know I don't want to give up beer by any means necessary, but you know, with a little less alcohol, maybe uh, it keeps you. Maybe you can get up and run the next morning uh, and still sort of enjoy your malted beverages. That's a great tip, Matt. And can you name that beer again? Because that's actually a fantastic tip. Just name it again. Uh, there, are, yeah, there are a, a bunch of companies that are actually doing this. Uh, the one that I tried most recently, it was uh, by a company called Athletic Brewing Company. So they can Google it, and uh, that's a non-alcoholic beer, correct? Yes. That is a fantastic tip. Matt, I really can't thank you enough. You are the star of the show. We're getting our most emails about you, pal. So thank you very much for your uh, your tips, Matt. Uh, thank you guys And we'll talk me. to you in two weeks. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay, and we are about to go to break, but I just want to uh, give my tip for grocery shopping. Uh, Do a few meatless Mondays a week, and you'll save some money. Uh, That's for my grocery shoppers. And before we go to break, uh, my restaurant people, order your food to go. That'll save you for tip and et cetera. Let's go to break. Planning a visit to Philadelphia? Then go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com and take our audio food tour, where we show you where to find the real best in Philly restaurants without the tourist traps of other food tours. The average price of a Philly food tour is $40 per person. Our tour, only $5, and you can put it on up to five separate devices. This saves a family of five an average of $195. Okay, we are back. Super Bowl Sunday, February 2nd. Everyone around the country, I want you to listen. Jim Hassan, let's talk about some stuff for our Super Bowl party. So I wanted to start with an anecdote about uh, when I used to be a a bakery manager for a supermarket. And, uh, you know, they, they used to want me to make cupcakes and then put a sign out that said, the perfect tailgate treat. And to me, I was thinking to myself, who wants to be the guy that shows up at the tailgate with cupcakes? <laughs> like, I got cupcakes. <laughs> Boy, yikes. Although, well, if there's females there, they'll love you. Yeah, and, and also, like, and I, and I say that, and I'm also the guy that just eats everything in my path. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if I would, if I were to describe my um, eating habits, it would be, it would be an unsupervised toddler at a birthday party. So, I mean, it's. 
I would eat the cupcakes, but at the same time, like I don't want to be the guy to bring the cupcakes or, or announce that I brought cupcakes. But anyway, so let's uh, <laughs> or announce. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, earlier, uh, you know, John talked about the um, the beef and the the slow cooker, which is is great. <laughs> slow cooker is is the way to go because, you know, I don't get me wrong. I am the guy I love to grill, and and don't tell me that because it's February, it's too cold to grill because I will grill it in the middle of a snowstorm. But the only problem with grilling is you're you're kind of away from everything while you're doing it. So, you know, the slow cooker and the slow and low is the way to go for the Super Bowl, in my opinion. And he talked about the, you know, the beef and the slow cooker. I, my thing is, if you don't have a slow cooker, you can still do the same type of things. Um, if you have an oven in your house, you just, uh, you just put it to the lowest temperature, um, buy some pork shoulder, uh, get a, get a, um, a shallow pan. Uh, put the pork shoulder in. Uh, I, I pour, um, you can put your favorite beer in there, um, salt, pepper, garlic. Um, and uh, as, uh, for, for pulled pork, you want to um, cover, cover the pan. Uh, I usually put like um, uh, plastic wrap on top of it and then aluminum on top of that because you, you don't want the moisture to go anywhere. And then, uh, you know, put that in for about, you know, put it in overnight. Um, Saturday night going into Sunday and then you know by the time the party starts you know 12 or more hours when you when you take that um, the aluminum off all you have to do is kind of tap it with a with a tong or a fork and it's gonna you know fall apart into into pulled pork um, and then with that you can it's pretty versatile you know John talked about rolls and I, I definitely recommend getting rolls get some um, some whatever your favorite cheese is, but you can also grab some uh, some tortillas and, and have people make you know make make their own little taco type thing. Um, to, yeah, that is the thing. That's something else I didn't mention. That application has a lot of different uses. Yeah, you can do you know so much I mean? with it. Yeah, it's like the food trucks chicken taco. I you know I I could put this in practically anything on anything and it works. Um, I, I pass that on more than anything else just because it's easy. For people, you know what I mean. There's going to be someone gluten free or whatever. Put it in a bowl. Give them a plastic oh, yeah. fork, man. It, you know what I mean. It's just not that. You know, let them scoop it up with, you know, like kale chips or whatever the heck they're going to eat. I mean, it 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 it's cost effective. Make some tater tots or some yeah. hash browns, and you can like you know make a little uh, bowl with it with it on top. Yeah, it's very versatile, and, you, and you're not limited to any to rolls or sandwiches. And Makes you can great hash the next day. Next day, you throw it in a frying pan, an egg, a little this and that. Usually, when I throw a party and, and people are eating, I'm like looking at them like. Better make sure there's some left for me for tomorrow. That's why I thought of the pulled pork. I'm like, take a huge scoop of that, sit it in Rubbermaid, and set it off to the side because in the morning, I want to make I want to make like a hash with this. Definitely, and the other thing is, you know, to go along with the pulled pork, you could do a roast beef with the for the roast beef. I wouldn't put the cover on it because you don't want it to. You don't want it to fall apart. You don't want it to be like a brisket or, or what John was making uh, for a roast beef. You want to just like cover it with a. I would I would do salt, pepper, and and um, a little bit of flour, and and kind of like dry rub the, you know, like a um, some some roast beef. Uh, put that in the oven for about six or seven hours, and then uh, to your desired. And, and when you cut, when you slice that, you want like thin slices, and you want the you know when you want the red in there, and you can do the same thing. You can you can do rolls, you can do uh, tortillas, and things like that. And and and, and these uh, I you know ideas will will 
you don't have to sit there, stand there over the stove. Like this all is going to happen without you uh, once you once you get it going. So you'll have time to you know talk to your guests and and eat yourself. Not eat yourself, but like eat also. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, like, I'm, and like I said, I'm I'm big for grilling and things like that. But you you want to pick things that you can kind of push aside and and like they're, they're gonna the the work's gonna be done by itself, and then you can enjoy the party and, and enjoy your friends and enjoy the the, the game. That's fantastic, uh, John. One of the things yeah. I see a lot is perfect example. Somebody's sitting in a bar. Maybe they're just sitting at home. Food Network, whatever is going on, right? And they've got like raw tuna nachos that your favorite celebrity chef sells at his or her restaurant. I love raw tuna nachos. I've been to a couple of celebrity restaurants where they have them. And they're great. Don't serve anything raw. No. <laughs> um, it's going to sit out all day. Uh, people who aren't in the food industry aren't going to know this, but there's like a safe zone of temperature to whole food. Can't get too cold. Can't get too hot. You have to sort of keep it there. Otherwise, it degrades pretty quickly. Um, you've got sick people. You, you know, you want to have something that Amherst pointed out. Like if you put anything, take anything from this show, you put it all together. Amherst is telling you, don't be in the kitchen all day. I've done that. She's probably done that. I, right. Jim, you've done that. I did that never, this weekend. Never, you know what? You you wind up missing a party. I don't care if it's, it's not just a Super Bowl either. This is like kind of a good tip, broad base, not just like a nationwide thing. This is almost slightly like a party life hack almost where you want to be part of the action. You don't want everybody talking about how great Naked Twister got and you were busy throwing in like another platter of nachos for people to eat. You want to be you want to be part of your own party. And I know a lot of hosts in my personal life uh, my family's filled with foodies, both professional and amateur. And for a long time, our family get-togethers literally became Iron Chef. <laughs> you know, dueling turkeys, dueling trays of lasagna. People, like, really balls to the wall for this stuff. Right. And they weren't really there for Christmas Eve. Or, you know, somebody decided to do seven fishes. I'm doing Christmas to the 17 fishes. <laughs> yeah, but when you finished, it was December 29th, and you missed everything. Off of that, too, you know, you, you have the contrast where if you're not prepped enough and you don't have that food out, they're going to start nagging you. Like, when is the food yes. going to be ready? When is the and like, you know, that's going to give you some stress that you just don't need. So it's true. The best way to avoid that, I think, is have some stuff not in the kitchen. Everybody hangs yeah. out in the kitchen, right? They say the kitchen's the heartbeat of the house, the engine of the car, of the house. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. Um, bags people, of chips will help you bags out. Bags of chips will help you out. You know, like sure. you go to, go to your mega, mega Mart, they'll have like a five-gallon jug of party mix. Um, you throw that in a case of beer out there, and chances are... Or a people, crudite, you yeah. know. Any, oh, yeah, you go healthy, too. Like veg platter, crudite, something like that. Just give people something to keep you. Because let's be honest, you're in the kitchen, you're moving pretty quickly. The people who really listen to the show, and then like the hobbyist cooks know what I'm talking about. There's nothing worse when you've got this, 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 this going, and somebody decides they got to park their ass in the kitchen so they can get a slice of cheese from the fridge. You know, just to nibble on. Aunt so-and-so is hungry. Aunt so-and-so, that's too bad. Wait for the food to come out. Uncle whoever, you know what? Sit down, have a fistful of chips, and when I tell you the food's out, the food's out. So there's a there's an acronym that uh, we I've used in the in the restaurant industry, and it's KISS K I S S, 
And uh, basically, it stands for keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah, true. And so, you know, like you, you think to yourself, oh, it's it's the Super Bowl. I want to make tuna parmesan noodle you know like no you don't want to make that you want to do as simple as possible so you don't have to like slave over a hot stove while everyone's having fun or again let's mention order food or i'm I'm down with that too yeah and like prep too for that you don't you don't want to randomly call up the the restaurant that you're going to order food from and they're you know already inundated trying to to get all these other orders out plan ahead plan ahead well this is where your social media comes in where (coughs) you can see what restaurants your family goes to you can kind of peek a little bit do a little research and you see you know cousin whoever has a violent shrimp allergy if he's coming over, chances are maybe you don't want to have fried shrimp. I do co- want to slip a shrimp into his <laughs> because that's funny. That's, but, that's just, but I think oh, I had no clue. <laughs> but I think the point you're trying to make is that the larger the party, the more you want to keep it simple, right? Just keep oh, it simple yeah. in general, yeah. But I'm saying, if you have a huge party, you definitely want to keep uh, it simple. Unless you're wealthy, your house is not designed to hold 20 or 25 people uh, sitting in I'll the put same out a trough. spot. To, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sitting in the same spot in front of your TV. Um, and there are people that do that. There are people, you know, they got 100-inch projection screen TVs, yeah, sure. 14 couches. That's great. The average person listening to this podcast, mm, not Probably so not. much. Right. Um, so you <laughs> want to sort of... Think, think it through. And I understand their heart's in the right place, right? Uh, I really want to have my friends over. I really want to enjoy the game. Well, yeah, you're not really going to enjoy the game if you've got burned or undercooked food. <coughs> you've got nine guys standing in the kitchen, everybody looking for, hey, man, can I get some chips? Can I get some M&Ms? Because you haven't put anything out. You know what I mean? You have to think about it. Plus, if you're doing a Super Bowl party, chances are you've been to a Super Bowl party. Think about what was good. Think about what was awful. Maybe you're having your Super Bowl party because the one you went to last year was trash. (laughs) Food was trash. Uh, Location was terrible. Um, So, you know, think about what worked and what didn't and then apply it to your own party. Um, We've mentioned social media. Find out what people like, what they're into. Um, find out, you know, you, you're probably following your favorites or you should be following your favorites on Facebook, right? The deli you go to once a week, you know what I mean? Where you pick up your, you know, pork roll, egg and cheese and coffee, or, you know, for the rest of the the country, I'll say bacon, egg and cheese croissant or whatever these people eat. Um, you're following them on Facebook, right? Take a little peek and see what they're doing. Chances are your neighborhood deli, your neighborhood bakery is having some kind of sale for Super Bowl Sunday, whether you decide you want to go sweet, do an ice cream bar, cupcakes, brownies, that kind of thing. You want to go savory, meatball bar, chicken wing bar, whatever you decide to do. Somebody will be there in your neighborhood, and I don't care where you live, someone will be there in your neighborhood to help you. I I also want to add in, because I don't know about you guys, but I have too many friends where there's the one random strict vegetarian. So I always try to make sure that... Don't invite them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes they just pop up. So I always try to like be prepared and have something that's vegan just because... vegetable platter. Oh, (laughs) vegetable platter. Um, Just so that they have something to eat too. But, you know, like, like myself, John and Jim and Kevin, we love meat, so... You're no, atypical. That's a really great point, though. There's always going to be someone that's vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free. Uh, the moon is out, so I'm not going to eat chicken. Okay, like, well, whatever your story is, we want you to be, you know, we want, you know, I want you to be happy. I want you to have a good time here. So, yeah, that kind of, you know, think about your guest list, I guess, exactly. is a great way to put this. You know, if somebody you know can't take spicy food, 
Well, you know, maybe the Reaper chili pepper encrusted crackers. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe think twice about that, you know, because, you know, you're probably <laughs> killing Nana somewhere. She's like, oh, look, they're red. They must taste like cherry. Nana, don't. <laughs> okay. Well, it's time to wrap up the show for the week. Uh, I just want to let everyone know you can catch us every Monday at 1 o'clock on WMLD in Hudson Valley, New York. Uh, you don't have to live in Hudson Valley. The app is the most amazing app you'll ever download. It's got fantastic music. Just go to your app store, put in WMLD Radio, and you can hear our show every Monday at 1. And they just added us today because we're doing well. We are now on Saturdays also on WMLD in Hudson very Valley. Cool. Yeah, because we were doing very well, so they added a uh, day. You know, it's something we have to throw out there really quickly. Uh McGillen's Wednesday. Oh, we can't wait. McGillen's we cannot wait. We're going to be at McGillen's so on Wednesday. For that. Live show from McGillen's yeah. in Philadelphia is on Wednesday. Uh, one more thing. Tuesday through Friday, our show can be heard on Indie Philly Radio. IndiePhilly.com. If you're a fan of the 80s music, when our show is not playing, they play the best 80s music. Uh, you know, and it's a great time. Uh, our next studio show will be February 9th, but we're very excited about McGillan's uh, Wednesday. We have a couple other live shows lined up that we'll announce on if the show. If you listen to me, you know how much I love this place. Yeah. We're going to have a great time. If you can't listen to it, you know, uh, make. if I was going to tell you to listen to any show, make sure you grab this on one Wednesday, because we're going to have a it's going to be awesome. This is a legendary place, the oldest bar in Philadelphia. I think it's the third or fourth oldest bar in the country. And legendary. And if you're living around the country, you really need to hear that show, too because McGillings is iconic. All right, everyone, have a great week. Stay hungry, everybody. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com.